If you're a Kia K5 GT and Kia Forte GT owner, this is your reminder to breathe. See that sophisticated interior? Enjoy those sensations. And now, imagine how you look from the outside and that speed that only a Kia GT sedan can give you. Sorry, I can't help but get excited. For those lives full of thrilling emotions, the all-powerful, all-fun Kia GT sedans. Kia, movement that inspires. Limited inventory available. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over a hundred casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The Magnificent Montague, starring Marty Wally. Yes, it's the Magnificent Montague, the Saturday night transcribed feature on NBC's all-star festival of comedy, music, mystery, and drama. Brought to you by RCA Victor, world leader in radio, first in recorded music, and first in television. By Chesterfield, always milder, better tasting, cooler smoking, plus no unpleasant aftertaste. And by Anison, for fast relief from pain of headache, neuritis, and neuralgia. Before we hear from the magnificent Montague, let's hear from RCA Victor. When you buy RCA Victor television with RCA factory service, you get television's greatest combination. For example, the RCA Victor factory service contract gives you installation and service by RCA's own factory trained technicians. It gives you coverage of parts and tubes, including the big picture tube for an entire year. Or if your RCA Victor set needs attention and you haven't provided for this protection through the service contract, simply call the RCA service company branch nearest you. They will gladly dispatch RCA specialists to your home on a time and material basis. This service is reason enough to buy America's finest television. So tomorrow, stop in at your RCA Victor television dealers and see and hear the superb new 17-inch television console the Fairfield. The Fairfield is a magnificent example of why RCA Victor is first in television. Inquire about RCA Victor's factory service contract when you buy the Fairfield. And now, the magnificent Montague. <laughs> After a glorious career on the Shakespearean stage, Edwin the Magnificent Montague, because of economic necessity, is doing what he hates most, radio. And thanks to radio, he is doing what he loves most, eating. It is morning in the Montague apartment. Lily, his wife, and Agnes, the maid, are up. Agnes, telephone! Got it, honey. The residents of Edwin Montague and Lily Boehme. Who? Oh, Mr. Jarvis. No, Montague ain't up yet. No, he ain't. I can tell when he gets up. The birds stop singing. (laughs) Children run home and hide under the bed. Oh, Agnes. What, Mr. Jarvis? Okay, I'll tell him. 
<laughs> oh, really, Agnes, the way you answer a phone. I'm really flying today, honey. I'm high as a flag on the 4th of July. Well, what are you so happy about? Why not? I'm in love, I'm in love, I'm in love, I'm in love, I'm in love with a wonderful guy. <laughs> Agnes, when did this happen? Ten minutes ago in a butcher shop. <laughs> Mr. Fleischer, our butcher. It ain't, huh? Go take a look at that steak in the icebox. That ain't the result of a casual acquaintance, you know. <laughs> oh, you and your romances. But at least we're having steak tonight. <clears throat> Excuse me, honey. Did you say we? But, Agnes... Nothing doing. I didn't get chased around that meat block to get steak for you. <laughs> oh, Agnes, if there is enough steak, get more. Get more. You go down to that butcher and play footsie with him so he'll sell you some meat. Play footsie? That wolf. That cutlet Casanova. The minute you walk into his butcher shop, he's rushing you into the icebox to see his etching. That's ridiculous. Our butcher, Mr. Fleischer, always seemed to be such a quiet, bashful man. Honey, times have changed down at the butcher shop. In the old days, if you wanted to buy a chicken, he'd let you pinch it first. Now, if you want to buy anything, you got to let him pinch you. <laughs> All right, Agnes. We'll settle that later. Uh, well, was that Jarvis, president of Edwin's proscenium club, who just called? Yeah, he said he's coming right over. He mentioned something about rehearsing with your husband. Yeah, that's right. The proscenium club is having its 100th anniversary. Edwin and Jarvis are doing the battle scene for Macbeth, just as they did it originally. A hundred years ago. <laughs> Oh, Agnes, don't be ridiculous. Edwin isn't that old. Then how come his birth certificate's written on the back of one of George Washington's laundry bills? <laughs> oh, <laughs> Agnes. You're still mad about the steak you needn't be. Edwin isn't having any. He ain't? No. I'm putting him on a diet. All Edwin's having for breakfast is dry toast and black coffee. A diet? That glutton? Oh, brother, life around here is not going to be beautiful. Agnes, yesterday you tried to get into the tights he wore in the battle scene 25 years ago. That's old Montague. Agnes, actually, it's hardly noticeable. It's just around the waist. He has a, a spare tire. Mm, and it looks like it's off a greyhound bus. <laughs> He's going on a diet whether he likes it or not. For breakfast, he gets just 200 calories. 200 calories? Honey, I can get more food than that just running the vacuum cleaner through his beard. Well, I'm seeing to it. There it is, the voice of America. Get his breakfast. Good morning, Lem. Good morning, Edwin. Uh, where's Agnes? Or has that nearsighted uh, garbage collector hauled her away again? <laughs> Please, she comes with your breakfast. Here's your breakfast. Stand back, folks. Here it comes. Oh, no. Now, Edwin. Lily, some gambler got to Agnes. She's being bribed to throw our meals. Edwin, I ordered this breakfast for you. You're on a diet. You're getting a tummy. A tummy? Well, all it needs is a little exercise. All that pot needs is a geranium. <laughs> all right, Agnes, roll over and play dead. Lily, I'm hungry. Edwin, I'm not going to have the proscenium club laughing at you when you do that scene for Macbeth and those tights. Yeah, you're supposed to look like Macbeth, not Mac Truck. <laughs> Agnes, dear, I wouldn't talk about looks if I were you. Now, Edwin, leave Agnes alone. Just once can't she serve breakfast without those curlers sticking out of her hair? It's like eating in a radar station. <laughs> oh, Tubby, you're a scream. <laughs> Edwin, eat your breakfast. Breakfast? This pathetic piece of burned bread? 
Well, this didn't pop out of any toaster. It crawled out and died in Agnes's arm. Well, then just drink the coffee. Here. Coffee? Coffee? <laughs> Thanks for telling me. I was about to fill my fountain pen with it. Oh, Edwin, eat. That's all you're going to get. Silly, I'm hungry. Well, the diet is for your own good. Now, just look at yourself in the mirror. And that should kill his appetite. <laughs> Edwin, eat your toast. Dry toast. At least put a little something on it. Like a pork chop. <laughs> Edwin. Lily, I'm weak. Just a few eggs, pancakes, sausages. No. Uh, bread and butter. No. Just the butter. <laughs> Edwin, you're acting like a baby. A little pablum. Oh. <laughs> oh, you're impossible. The subject is closed. Well, all right. All right. A little lumpy oatmeal? No. Just the lumps? Edwin, I'm going to show you something that will convince you that you need to lose weight. I'll be right back. She's gone. Agnes, dear. Yes, lover. Agnes, haven't I always been good to you? Like father was good to Costello. Agnes, while Lily's gone, sneak into the kitchen. No. Shh. She'll hear you. Now, look, Agnes, I'm sure you can whip something up. You mean like fluffy waffles swimming in melted butter and syrup, a fat slice of ham, hash brown potatoes, scrambled eggs? With sausages? With sausages. Coffee with heavy cream and sugar. Uh, oh, Agnes, how long will it take? You should live so long. <laughs> Agnes, you're a fiend. You should be burned at the stake. A nice juicy steak with French fried oh, onions. stop. You're a devil. Nice deviled ham on a thick slab. Uh, stop. Oh, this is fun. Agnes, just a crust, a crumb. No crust crumb. <laughs> All right, Agnes, what are they doing to me? Dear Edwin, if you think you haven't put on weight, look at this picture. Well, what is it? Oh. Yes, that's you in tights. Twenty years ago when you played Hamlet. Yes, I was a handsome brood. <laughs> Get that autograph on the picture. To Edwin Montague with love, signed Edwin Montague. <laughs> See how thin you were? His beard was just starting. Look at his chin peeking out of the fuzz. Quiet, Agnes. Lily, you know something? I haven't changed much. No, Edward. Now, hurry up. Jarvis will be here to rehearse the battle scene, and you have your Uncle Goodhart radio broadcast to do later. But, Lily, let's forget about this diet. I, I know. I, I know. I'll start exercising Edwin, again. you always say that, but you never do. You're going on that diet, and you're going to stick to it until you look presentable and tight. Oh, there's Jarvis. Gantley, when it's time for me to leave for my broadcast, don't say anything in front of Jarvis. He's president of the Presidium Club, you know, and you must know that I've deserted the stage for radio. Heaven forbid they should find out one of their members is making a living. <laughs> Agnes, get the door. And don't mention that Edwin is Uncle Goodhart. I wouldn't mention it if he was Uncle Sam. Answer the door. It's him. Montague. Montague. Hello, Jarvis. Good morrow, my Lord Macbeth. Let the trumpet blare, let the welkin ring. Once more, my Lord Macbeth and I don the well-worn cap and buskin. Yea, let the glorious curtain rise, for once again the sun shall shine on Dunsinane. He's trying to say he came to rehearse. <laughs> Hello, Jarvis. Well, Jarvis, after all these years, back on a stage again. Aye, all the world's a stage, and all the men and women merely players. They have their exit. Uh, Jarvis, I haven't much time. Let's rehearse the play. The play, the play, the play's the thing wherein I'll... Jarvis, Jarvis, are we going to stand quoting or rehearse? 
Which is it going to be? I to be or not to be, that is the question. Uh, Jarvis, Jarvis, simmer down, relax. Oh, I'm sorry, Montague, but the thought of once again treading the board... I understand, Jarvis, those golden days on the stage, soldiers of the theater. Wonderful days, weren't they? You, Jarvis, Lily and myself, the three of us. I, when shall we three meet again? In thunder, lightning, or in rain? When the hurly-burly's done. When the battle's lost and won. Oh, soldiers never die. Quiet, <laughs> Agnes. Yes, Jarvis, we'll make the Presidium Club a ring. When we take our bow, they'll sit up and take notice. They certainly will when you're tight split. <laughs> All right, Agnes, back to the bread box with the rest of the crumbs. Come, Agnes, they're going to rehearse. Oh, let's get out of here, but fast. I'm sorry, Jarvis, but this will have to be a short rehearsal. I, Well, I, I have something to do this afternoon. Montague, you're working? Mm, not really. Well, let's rehearse. It's the battlefield scene. It's Act Five. I'm Macbeth and you're Macduff. We'll draw our swords. You challenge me. Go ahead. I turn, hellhound, turn! Now get me back. Hey, my soul is too much charged with blood of thine already. Hey, my voice is in my sword. Thou bloodier villain than terms can give the eye. Accursed be that tongue that tells me so. Hey, then yield thee, coward. I will not yield. Kiss the ground. Hold it, Jarvis. Lord Macbeth, what's the matter? Lord Macbeth is pooped. <laughs> Montague, you used to be able to do that scene. I know, so... I know. Uh, Jarvis. What is it, Montague? I'm out of condition. They tell me I, I look fat. Fat? Oh, who dares call my noble lord fat? I shall fire upon them and will challenge them. Uh, no, no, Jarvis. Tell me the truth. We'll be doing this in tights, and I don't want to look ridiculous. Thou, my lord, ridiculous? Thou, Montague, the noblest Roman of them all? In the words of Shakespeare, a man of classic countenance, a man of parts. Well, those are the parts I'm afraid of. <laughs> now, Jarvis, stop horsing around. Tell me, am I getting fat? Montague, tell me. Uh, you have spread a bit. Lily was right. I'll have to go on a diet. Let's try it again. I will not yield to kiss the ground. Hey, boys, let's break it up. Agnes, please get thee to a nunnery. Get thee to NBC. <laughs> You, you mean it's time? Remember, Uncle, you know what? Uh, uncle? Montague, what? Uh, what my you... uncle, he's in town. I'll call you this afternoon. We'll rehearse. Here's your hat. Goodbye. I, Montague, parting is such sweet sorrow. Yes, I... yes, yes, yes. Here's the door. Goodbye. As Hamlet's father's ghost said, adieu, adieu, adieu. Remember me. Oh, I'll remember. I, I'm in a hurry. Please get out. Out. Out, brief candle. Jarvis, my program... I, I, I mean, my uncle's waiting. Goodbye. So cracks a noble heart. Good night, sweet prince. <laughs> I'll be late. You better hurry, sweet prince, before NBC throws Uncle You-Know-Who out on his fat you-know-what. Here's your coat, Edward. Thanks, Lily. Wait, I, I made a list of what you can have for lunch on your diet. It's in the pocket. My diet? Either go to a gym and exercise or stay on that diet, Edwin. I want your promise. All right, Lily. Goodbye. Where's the list? Oh, oh, here it is. Lunch. One watercress sandwich on whole bran bread. No butter. Dessert, none. Hey, Lily, compared to Shylock, you're a piker. You, you demand ten pounds of flesh. <laughs> Thank you.
We'll be back with a magnificent Montague in just a moment. First, here's a word from Chesterfield. Science discovered it. You can prove it. No unpleasant aftertaste when you smoke Chesterfields. The biggest plus in cigarette history. Added to Chesterfield's world-famous ABCs. Always milder, better tasting, cooler smoking. Only Chesterfield gives you all that, plus the added pleasure of no unpleasant aftertaste. Science discovered it. The country's first and only cigarette taste panel reported that of all brands tested, only Chesterfield leaves no unpleasant aftertaste. You can prove it. Smoke a pack of Chesterfields. You'll find Chesterfields taste better while you smoke them. And after smoking, no unpleasant aftertaste. The biggest plus in cigarette history. Buy Chesterfields today. And now, back to the magnificent Montague. Faint with hunger, thanks to his diet, he is just finishing his Uncle Goodhart radio broadcast. Listen. And now, dear listeners, remember, keep your head high into the sun and live. So ends another episode of Uncle Goodhart. And until he meets you again tomorrow in his little cottage on the sunny side of the lane, here is Uncle Goodhart with his thought for the day. When your neighbor's kids burn down his house while playing with their chemical toys, as he's trapped in the flames on the second floor, shout up to him, boys will be boys. <laughs> And off the air at last. I didn't think I'd make it. Anyone mentions food to me. Oh, hello, Mr. Montague. It's a good show. Had a lot of meat in it. Oh, no. <laughs> the great director, Mr. Zinzer. Oh, thank you. Had lunch yet? Uh, please, Zinzer, let me check again what I have for lunch. Watercress, lettuce, and celery leaves. I thought maybe we could have lunch together. I found a dandy little restaurant. A restaurant? Mm -hmm. uh, I've got to find a pasture. <laughs> I guess you're not hungry. Hungry? Danger, I'm on a diet. A diet? Why should you go on a diet? Look at me. Oh. You see? My wife is always going on diet. Your wife's a little broad? My wife's a big broad. <laughs> Zenza, please, why don't you go to lunch and let me starve in peace? I sure wish you'd come along with me. I always order the special businessman's lunch. <laughs> Do I put one over on them? Really? Yeah, they don't know I'm not a businessman. Zenza, stop talking about food. Today it's meatballs and spaghetti. Please! Gosh, Mr. Montague, a man who loves food as you do shouldn't diet. You ought to go to a gym and exercise. A gym? I, I don't know a really gym. Now, wait a minute. Where's the phone? Uh, right here. Don't go, Zinza. I'm having spaghetti and meatballs with you. I hope Jarvis remembers. Hello? Meatball? Uh, I mean, Jarvis? <laughs> Listen, Jarvis. You remember that little gym we used to go to years ago? The one all of us professional actors used to go to. They called it the Actors Athletic Club. Well, that's it. 53rd and 8th Avenue. 
The second floor? Listen, Jarvis, I'll meet you in front of the place at four o'clock. We can rehearse our battle scene there, and I can exercise at the same time. That's right. I'm working it off at the gym. I couldn't take the diet. So see you there, Jarvis. Goodbye. Well, Mr. Monaghan... Mr. Zinza, lead me to the meatballs. Hold it, Jarvis. Let me catch my breath. Montague, you are out of condition. It's only one flight up. There's nothing going up that's bothering me. It's the meatballs going down. <laughs> Let's go. Here's the floor. God, the place hasn't changed a bit. Remember how old actors used to come here and rehearse while we sat in the steam room? <laughs> Long ago, Jarvis. Well, here we are again. We'd better go easy at first. Here's the door to the office. I'll knock. Come in. Yeah? Uh, we'd like to work out in the gym. You guys professionals? <laughs> professionals. <laughs> professionals, my dear man. I've been a professional for 40 years. He must be new here. Okay, okay. We don't like the amateurs and kids coming around bothering you gents. You working tight? Yes. Okay, you'll find a couple of pairs hanging in the locker room. Right through that door. Right. Come on, Jarvis. My truly, truly fair. Truly, truly fair. How I love my truly fair. <laughs> yeah. What? The Actors Athletic Club. That ain't been here in ten years. I run the joint now. It's a Curly Novak professional wrestling promotion. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. The gym's only for professional wrestlers. Try the ride. Truly, truly fair. Truly, truly fair. <laughs> hey, gents, you'll find clean towels in the corner, under the dirty ones. <laughs> Thank you. My truly, truly fair, truly, truly fair. <laughs> yeah. Oh, is that you, Feathers? No, 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 it's quiet. Just a couple of old pros in for workouts. What wrestling matches you got booked at the arena tonight? Wait, 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 wait a minute, I'll write it down. The Hungarian hog against Slimy Sylvester? <laughs> Check. Lovely Leslie against Heavenly Harold? <laughs> Check. The Basque woodchopper against Lumber Louie? <laughs> Sounds like a natural. Well, what's your trouble? Oh, you had the hairy ape set to wrestle a thing. Huh? <laughs> uh, the ape can't make it? What? Oh, the mumps. Oh, I'm sorry, Feathers. My whole stable's booked tonight. If I run into any wrestlers, I'll let you know. Good luck. My truly, truly fair. Truly, truly fair. Why, all fixed up, huh? Yes, where's the gym? Right through this door. Follow me. And this way, Jarvis. Here we are. Thanks. Say, uh, I didn't get your name. Montague, Edward Montague. Montague? What name do you work under? You've never heard of the magnificent Montague? Oh, sure, the magnificent Montague. I remember the beard. Did you ever work in Cincinnati? No, many times. I was there with uh, King Lear. King Lear, good boy. <laughs> I haven't seen the king around lately. No. 
No, the public doesn't seem to want the better things anymore. Yeah, you've got to give them new kind of stuff, new blood. Yeah. Yes, the public is truly fickle. You boys got some work lined up? Yes, we're going to put this on a small club. Sure, you're working up for those small clubs. Who needs big places? But don't, don't let me hold you up. All right, Jarvis. We'll take it right from the beginning of the fight. And with all the action. Go ahead. I done, hellhound, done. Jeepers. What happened? Nothing. He's starting the fight. Oh, I just wasn't expecting it. Well, start again, Jarvis. I turn, hellhound, turn. Aye, accursed be that tongue that tells me so, for it is cowed by better part of man. I'll not fight with thee. Then yield thee, coward, and live to be the showing gaze of the time. I will not yield to kiss the ground before young Malcolm's feet. Remember, Jarvis, here's where you come rushing at me. Yes, I remember. You step aside, trip me, and as I go down, you continue. That's right. I will not be baited by the rebel's curse before my body roll my warlike shield. Lay on, MacTough! And here's where we fight the finish. Like it? Jeepers. <laughs> well? Holy cow, fellas, what an act. Thank you. <laughs> yelling at each other, eh? What's that you're saying? That's Shakespeare. You yelling Shakespeare? <laughs> well, we're fighting. What a new idea. What class. This is what the public's been waiting for. Well, it's no use, my friend. It's no use. The public doesn't want it. Are you kidding? Talking Shakespeare and fighting at the same time? Can't miss. Why, well, most of the bums you see in the profession today just grunt and groan. <laughs> Truer words were never spoken. Oh, boy, what a match. And here Feathers is worrying about the hairy ape. The hairy ape? Jarvis, you know the hairy ape. Eugene O'Neill. Eugene O'Neill? I never knew his real name. Look, <laughs> fellas, you got a gold mine here. A gold mine? Yeah, I can have you boys working tonight. Montague, Montague, work. You mean doing this? Yeah, I can book you right into the arena. The arena? Montague, an arena. You know, the Greek theater. Yeah, that's the place. Only the Greek don't own it no more. <laughs> Italian fellow by the name of Schmidt runs it now. Well, Jarvis, I still have the costumes. Oh, you got your own costumes? Great. Uh, we wear two suits of armor. Armor? Boy, will this make a bum out of gorgeous George. <laughs> what else do you use? Uh, swords. Wait a minute. That's our boys. Swords are not allowed in this state. The athletic commission is very touchy. They got some silly rules. Athletic commission? Yeah, they watch you wrestlers like hawks. Wrestlers? I'll call Feathers and book the match. Wait a minute. We're not wrestling tonight. Yes, you are. You give me your word. Jarvis, let's get out of here. Hey, you can't back out now. Jarvis, come along. Oh, thank you. It's worse. Jarvis. Uh, I haven't appeared before the public in ten years. Jarvis, get your clothes on. I thought you took the book. Oh, let's go. Let's go. Jarvis, let's go. When you're so late. Hello, Lily. Where have you been? I was at the gym. Never again. I'm going back to the diet. Oh, good. Say, Lily. Yes, Edwin. Do we know anyone in this building with a television set? Yes, the people next door. Good. There's something I'd like to see tonight. What is it? Jarvis is wrestling the thing. <laughs>
Now a word from Anison. Here is something you should know if you ever suffer from the sudden pain of headaches, neuritis, or neuralgia. It is a way to ease the pain, often within a few minutes. A way that is incredibly fast and effective. It's Anison. Anison is like a doctor's prescription. That is, Anison contains not just one, but a combination of medically proven active ingredients in easy-to-take tablet form. Thousands of people were first introduced to Anison through their own physicians or dentists. But today, these tablets are in such widespread use that all drug counters have them, and anyone may enjoy their benefits. Next time you suffer from the pains of a headache, neuritis, or neuralgia, by all means, try Anison. You'll like the convenience of Anison tablets, and you will be delighted with Anison's incredibly fast action. A-N-A-C-I-N. Anison. Ask for Anison by name today at your druggist. <laughs> Listen again next week, friends, to the magnificent Montague, starring Monty Woolley. The Saturday night transcribed feature on NBC's all-star festival of comedy, music, mystery, and drama. Brought to you by RCA Victor, world leader in radio, first in recorded music, and first in television. By Chesterfield. Always milder, better tasting, cooler smoking, plus no unpleasant aftertaste. And by Anison for fast relief from pain of headache, neuritis, and neuralgia. The Magnificent Montague was created and directed by Nat Hyken and written by Nat Hyken and Billy Friedberg. And Seymour was Lily, Pert Kelton was Agnes. Also heard on tonight's broadcast were Art Carney, Johnny Gibson, and Gavin Gordon. Jack Ward was at the organ. This is Don Pardo. Tomorrow, hear New Theater and the NBC Symphony on NBC. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on Chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.